Our next guest on Women and What We Do, Ambria Mikolajczyk, shares that even when all odds are against you, and you might look different than anyone in the room, it's time to shake it up. And that's exactly what she does. We're so happy to hear her story today. I'm Mary Brucker, your host, and welcome. Welcome, Ambria. Thank you, Mary, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We are so excited to have you. As you know, um, we're doing a series Mm -hmm. on women entrepreneurs. And you, my friend, were just awarded uh, the Trailblazer Award (laughs) for uh, the We Do Awards, Mm -hmm. the first uh, inaugural Mm -hmm. uh, awards. So Trailblazer, that's a big title. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? So, again, thank you so much for having me. But I go in and look for historic structures that need a facelift, that needs resources put into it, and I figure out the monies necessary, the partners necessary, the right team, everything that goes into making that building whole again, that building, that house, that renovation. Um, the buildings matter. They're important to our community. They're important to the neighborhoods that they sit in and they deserve to be invested in and made whole. So that's what I do. Um, we're actually a full service real estate firm. And so we do everything from the start to the finish that have to do with pulling these projects through. And so we have some property ownings, but then we also do real estate development. We do construction and then we also manage properties as well. So all of the gamut as it relates to real estate. So when you were a little girl, did you wake up one day and say, I want to be a real estate developer? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> that, that wasn't your, yeah, your no. vision? You know how these things go. You have one plan, but God has a totally different plan for you in your life. I can see how he orchestrated all the blocks just so we can be here today. And I say we, meaning my husband and I were in business together. Um, but no, I woke up when I was a little kid and I wanted to be a pharmacist. So I actually went and graduated from the University of Toledo with a pharmacy degree, um, but I was working in the inpatient pharmacy at Toledo Hospital and got to know a lot of the pharmacists and some of the things they did. Well, then I was also meeting with pharmaceutical sales reps. They were bubbly. They were exciting. They were coming in. Actually, that's how I know you, Mary. Your husband was my first partner when I got hired out of college um, working for Pfizer. And I loved, loved, loved that career. But it was a better fit for me um, to do that because it's a complete social job where you're meeting a lot of people and you're really impacting patients' lives working with them on a daily basis and their physicians on how to prescribe medications correctly and safely. And it was a great job. But when we were investing in real estate on the side, the community, and I feel like the market kind of told us what we were, and we realized that there was such a big need to renovate these places, not only the places that we were investing in, but for clients as well. We had been doing this on the side, and we had acquired all the knowledge, all the expertise, and knowing what to do, right? How do you navigate the city, the municipalities, building inspection, planning, zoning, um, how do you navigate contractors and you know electricians, plumbers, architects, engineers? We had acquired all that for ourselves as owners, but then we knew we can do that for others. And so that's how the construction company kind of got launched. But no, every every part has been a level up and never a part of any plan that we ever wrote down. <laughs> Just so crazy. Isn't that how life sometimes that's how works? It goes. I mean, but that's that's what's so great about it is because you just go with it. 
instead of fighting it, just lean into it. And I feel like that is where the sweet spot is um, versus just being either maybe too afraid or too comfortable to kind of jump out and say, okay, I'm gonna trust it. Um, too many of us aren't willing to trust the process and we just kind of stay stuck right? for years and years and years not truly understanding what you're capable of. If I didn't leave my career after 15 years to just see, I was telling myself, you can just see. And if it works out great and if it doesn't, I can go back. I can. I have a degree, I can fall back on it, but let me just see. And so I did and our company has had major growth, major success year over year and it continues to blow me away. We get people who wanna be a part of our team resources at our disposal that we could we can never made up so it's it's been a great journey and ride right if you will when when I think of um, the construction business and, and historically and demographically um, I, I'm not sure that that is um, the mold that I would assume that you just automatically fit into no. um, so with that were you welcomed with open arms being a strong independent woman yeah no i am definitely one of the few who looks like me in the room if not the only in a lot of rooms in real estate development and construction it's funny when i was in fifth grade so i my parents were 18 when they had me big sports family my parents we always played basketball and competed like serious competition like i'm so competitive because <laughs> of my childhood but i showed up in fifth grade to play basketball. I was so excited. The school finally offered basketball. So I get to the gym. I'm the only girl there. There were no girls team. It was an it was only boys. And I looked at my mom, right? She's there with me and I'm like, "There's no girls team? Like what are we talking about?" She's like, "No. It's only boys." And I was like, "Whatever. I guess we're going to do this thing because at the end of the day, I wanted to compete and I wanted to play." And if you tell me I've only got to play with the boys, it doesn't matter. But what was unique about that situation is I excelled on that team. So I was the captain. I jump balled. I started every game. I wasn't just allowed to be a participant on the team, right, and get a little YMCA trophy or medal, nothing against the YMCA. But um, I was actually excelling at the table. And I believe that experience set me up for today to go into those boardrooms, to go into those spaces to talk real estate construction. The only one that looks like me, talks like me, have the perspective like me, but I know that it's needed because if I don't do it, who? Right. And then who can be that example to change? It's funny, a lot of the projects and the meetings that I'm going to and the projects that I'm working on, they want me to conform. And I, I just, do I look like status quo? I'm so confused by that, right? Just because you've been doing something this way for a million years does not mean that that's applicable today. And so can we switch it up? Why do we do it that way? That doesn't make any sense. And so I really do challenge the system a bit and push back. Um, I'm not liked a lot because of that challenge and put, put back, but I'm, I know that I'm not there for status quo. I can't be. I'm there to to shake it up right and and I understand it and I lean into it it doesn't always feel good um, to kind of feel like you're being ostracized for things that really have nothing to do with your character or the quality of your work um, but I I don't have a choice and I just keep going regardless I think it's so funny listening to people on how our youth really does set us up um, for our future. And, and you don't know it at the time, but those challenges that we face really do set us up. So um, with that being said, you're also a mom. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, the generation today is they think differently. They act differently um, than than we were brought up. So what advice would you give, Ambria, to a, a little girl your age who looks like you and acts like you um, entering in a world that maybe she feels like she doesn't belong? Mm, that's such a really good question. Remain authentic. So many times we're desperate to fit in, but you're not supposed to be fitting in. And I that's a difficult concept to grasp when you're young and you want to fit in and you want to have friends and you're trying to figure out. But that's the best advice I can give is just remain authentically you. I was probably this tall at 5'9 when I was in sixth grade, right? So I was the captain of the team and I was all the things. And so I was a bit awkward, super smart, um, so I, I was an athlete, but yet I was a scholar too. So then I was in all these honors classes and I was definitely on the outskirts. Don't get me wrong, I had friends and, and super social, but I was I didn't fit the mold. I wasn't just jock. No, I was jock and I had the smarts too. And um, life to read books and do quirky things, but yet I'm going to compete like crazy. And I was definitely different from everyone else, but it was okay, and I think probably because my mother was different too. My mom, 6'2", and really um, a strong presence and assure of herself, and I know I got a lot of that from her. Um, but just really lean into your authenticity. It's exactly who you're supposed to be. I will also say figure out who you are. I didn't really start doing the work on myself until after I had children and you know, kind of mid-30s of getting to know who Ambria truly was. Um, like, for instance, I tell everybody I talk to, Strength Finders 2.0 changed my life, right? If you read Strength Finders and it pops out the top five strengths, that's where you should be. In those five strengths, killing it, because that's where you're, you're best at. And so I'd say Strength Finders 2.0, no matter how old you are, take that survey, know who, what your strengths are, leaning to those Work on making those the best that they can be and not dwelling on some of the things that you may not be good at. Right. Um, so being authentic and really finding out who the heck you are. I love that. You know, as I as I talk to other women entrepreneurs, we talk about, um, you know, continuing to climb, to continue to climb and rising up and those great moments of success we all celebrate. But one thing that we don't talk about is um, the low lows, right? Mm-hmm. Like... How do you find the strength? Um, I know we celebrate your incredible accomplishments, but how do you find the strength when you're at your lowest low as a woman entrepreneur? Take a break, go on a vacation. It doesn't have to be lavish. It can You can drive to Detroit and stay in a great hotel and feel like you know, you're away from your situation so you can just breathe and think and slow down. Um, When we were renovating our Wonder Bread factory and we finished it in 2021, that was one of the most difficult times in my life. Um, I had gotten told no by so many lenders over every single bank in Northwest Ohio essentially told me no, that they were not going to lend on that. They were not going to um, purchase the historic tax credits. And I ended up having panic attacks behind it. But I was so stressed out because I just kept going and going and going. And one day I had that pain on my chest and I said, you know what? I relinquish. 
I'm not fighting this thing. Whatever's supposed to happen, happen. If that means I need to sell it, or if that means that I have to go do something else, that's fine. Who buys a factory anyway? <laughs> you do. Regular people don't buy <laughs> no, factories. Do. So it was already so ambitious. And I was like, you know what? Cut yourself some slack. But I went away. I took a break. I looked at my husband. I said, I've got to go. I need to breathe. I need to think I cannot do that here. I hopped on a quick Allegiant flight to Florida, locked myself in a room, and I got quiet, and I gained so much clarity about the things that I needed to change and implement and take care of myself in the process of even doing hard things and being told no over and over again and not understanding how you're going to get over the mountain. You still have to step back and breathe, and I was not doing that. But Once I got that and I got better, that's when all of the pieces came together. It was like miraculously. Then we had a syndicator. Then we had a lender. And we were we went into construction when I legit let it go and stop worrying and stressing and just let the natural course happen. So I really kind of let go in order to get in it all. Right. It all came into and, play. And isn't it crazy on how often we just hold on to that because we think we're failing or we think we, you know, can't get through it. But it literally is just just let it go just and it'll it all go. it'll all come back let it go all of it was outside of my control anyway but i was worrying myself sick about it and the minute i said you know what whatever whatever's supposed right. to happen is going to happen i'm going to let this thing go i'm going to go breathe take a break read walk relax nap came back and was like okay i'm ready <laughs> and awesome. everything changed yeah, and you say I'm ready, and you talk about the Wonder Bread Building, which was an incredible project. But um, you are changing communities, you're changing cities, you're changing areas, and you're taking on these incredible historic buildings and making them beautiful mm-hmm. again. Where does that come from? It's funny. Um, both Kevin and I can see the bigger picture and what it can be. And I, I can't really explain it. It's funny. Sometimes we get people in a building and it looks terrible, right? It's trashed. Ceilings caving in, right? <laughs> One of the buildings we renovate was an old tobacco factory downtown Toledo. We walked in there. It literally had mushrooms growing out of the ceiling. Like that's how much moisture had accumulated over the years. And the building was falling apart. It had a huge hole in the back and a huge hole at the top. Now it's my home. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But we literally walked into place, looked around, trash. There's trash everywhere. Rooms are dark and dungy. My allergies are activated because I don't know what's in there. And we saw that we could make it a home. And we did. It took us a year to figure it out. And we live in there and we have the best living experience downtown Toledo. But I don't know. We just are able to see what the best use could be moving forward on the project that really conserve conserve our community and know that people will want to be there we can we can just see it and so it's, it really is a gift but it's it's quite special to take a building that was not activated no one really cared about no one was there and then through our vision and our tenacity and not giving up because there's so many times I wanted to give up for people to say oh my gosh I I needed a place so bad I couldn't find a place. Or I'm now getting a divorce and I need to start over, but I feel like I should be in your space. They can feel the love, right? Because I'm, I do, we don't slap lipstick on a pig. So oftentimes we're in, the, I'm in there cleaning. I mean, my painters had gotten paint on the concrete finished floor 
and I am there with a brush (laughs) cleaning the paint off the floor. Like every single detail we're very intentional about and people can really feel that when they walk into the space. It's just all love and our hard work, energy and effort. So it's pretty special. Well, I, I've heard you talk several times, and um, I get pretty choked up when you talk about your husband. Mm-hmm. And um, explain your 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 start and your working relationship, which, again, I don't know how people do. <laughs> you know my husband. Yes. I don't know how people do that. <laughs> um, but yours is, is magical, and it started off that way. Yes. It's funny. I was just telling this story not too long ago. Um, When Kevin and I finally officially met, we were working at Finish Line at the mall. Only later was I walking down the stairs at start where I was like, oh my gosh, that's that boy who I don't like who (laughs) works at Finish Line with me. But as we got to know each other, we had been around each other our entire lives, our entire lives. So A, we were born at the same hospital, St. Vincent, just 11 months apart. And then we went to the same nursery Toledo Day Nursery. We were there at the exact same time. Don't know each other. And mind you, we live on West West Toledo, but nowhere near each other in West Toledo, like completely opposite ends of each other, but in West Toledo. So same summer program every summer at the Catholic Club. It's where I learned how to swim. It's where he learned how to swim at the Catholic Club every single summer. Then my parents, very active, um, played volleyball at Wayman Palmer YMCA. So every Saturday they'd have teams, their friends, their family, and they'd compete. Do you know that Kevin's dad was the referee? So I just remember like running around with a bunch of kids and Kevin's dad was a referee and would bring his three boys. And so our entire lives, we were with each other just side by side. And I say now that I believed it, it had to be that way so we can see our city in the same light because we have these very shared experiences about all these kind of like hidden gems in our city that 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 we were a part of. And so we bring that perspective and that knowledge and that love for our city to these buildings. And so we needed to see it away in order to do the hard work of rebuilding it. Right. And I love how you um, always talk about the, the odds were against you, but what you built is something beautiful, which is really the story of your marriage and your career. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so beautiful to watch. Um, the other thing is, is um, I love seeing you with your, your children. And I know that it's really hard for us, uh, some of us working moms, to be able to you know, be straight with our kids about being on your own and, mm-hmm. and not, we're working moms. If you could just tell working moms a conversation that mm-hmm. they should have with their children, that would be amazing. One of the things that it took me a while to reconcile is that I'm not supposed to be running around here doing all this stuff by myself, right? Cooking, cleaning, laundry, driving everybody everywhere, practices, games that I could relinquish control of some of those things. So when I went away and got clarity on a, a number of things, that was the area of my life that was I was caving under because not only am I this businesswoman, this community person, this landlord, this owner of buildings, this employer of 15 to 20 people at any given time, I'm a mother too. So I'm doing all the home stuff, all the kids' social life. And, you know, I'm the barber and I'm clipping nails and cosmetology <laughs> and I'm massaging out muscles when they're hurt, like just all these things. But it's not, 
I feel like we bought into the lie that society told us that we're supposed to be doing this on our own. And so when I came back, I got help. And having that conversation with my kids was, I am not your maid. And even though we do have help, you still play an important role to making sure this home operates efficiently and effectively. We all have a part to play versus it just being on me, um, that they have a role in it as well. And we talk to our kids about everything. We talk to them about finances, what hard work means, what dedication means. And I they're growing up very different than I grew up. And so you want them to get that that hard work and that grit about them and not hand them everything, um, but just making sure they know they play an active role, um, whether you're working or whether you're not, and they need to have responsibility and be held accountable um, at wherever they are. You meet them where they are. If they're two years old, they can do things at two, right? Same with being five, 10, 15. They all have something that they can do to contribute, and I think they need that, and it's important. Right. What specifically um, would you tell your daughters about going out and being successful? Really first figuring out what you're passionate about. So I feel like if, if you figure that part out, that's half the battle. And then you can really go into areas that you're going to thrive in because you woke up that way anyway. You're wired to do that type of work. You're passionate about that type of work. Your soul is on fire to do that type of work. That's where you're supposed to be, spending your time, energy, effort. Not in these dead-end jobs. I think long gone should be the days where you're in these dead-end jobs where you're just there to collect a check. Find something that you're passionate about. And don't get me wrong. We all have to take on those jobs, especially in the beginning when you're trying to figure everything out. But really get into a place where you have paired your passion with your coins <laughs> right. in some way, shape, or form. I think that's that's really important. My my um, 11-year-old wants to do something with plants. I love plants. They're everywhere. Um, I get help with the plants because I just love to see them growing and thriving. And my daughter now wants to go into botany or something like that. And so just encouraging her. And then my 8-year-old says she's she wants to be a diver, wherever that is, right? Because we've just got <laughs> oceans everywhere around here. I don't know. But she wants to be a diver, and I'm not going to hold her back. And, you know, that's so scary to me, but I'm not going to throw my fears onto her. So if that's something she wants to do, then great, go for it. But just really finding what you're passionate about and seeing if you can pair it up with your dollars. Right. I feel like is, is right. really good. Well, I know that, that passion and purpose and drive um, has been, and community has been something that you have always shown, especially to me. And I love um, one of the quotes in your mission statement is, your goal is to um, find something and make it better Mm -hmm. um, than where you found it. it. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you this, Ambria, you are doing that. You are not only doing that to buildings, you are doing that to people, and you are doing that to community. So I'm grateful for all that you do. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you for having me. You know, I adore you. Thank you. (laughs) As Ambria shares, you may have a plan your entire life, but God just may have another one. Just go with it. Lean in. That may be your sweet spot. I love how she says, above everything else, remain your authentic self. And the thing that inspires me the most is how she can take something old and broken and something that other people look at as not to be good and make it beautiful again. 
boy, we should all take that advice. I'd like to thank our wonderful guest today, Ambria, my incredible executive producer, Chris Pfeiffer, and to you, our guests. I'm Mary Brucker, your host. If you like what you hear, please tune in to WGTE.org slash what we do. If you have an amazing woman that we should talk to or get a hold of to be on the show, please email us. And remember, speak up. We do. WGTE. Voices around us. WGTE is supported in part by American Rescue Plan Act funds allocated by the City of Toledo and the Lucas County Commissioners and administered by the Arts Commission.